We're in the 15th chapter of the gospel according to John. And we have systematically been going verse by verse, amen, understanding with deeper meaning through the power of the Holy Spirit what God is saying and doing for his church today. The Bible is not a book that was designed just for yesteryear. The Bible is a divine, holy, inspired book that is meant for today. Whether we know it or not, all of us are influencers. To everyone hearing this message, everyone watching this broadcast, you have an opportunity to influence someone in your life for the kingdom of Almighty God. And our influence, I say this every week, is not always in what we say. Thank you, Tyrone. <laughs> our influence is also in what we do. An influencer has the ability to affect others. And grandparents, parents, be careful, be mindful of what you're saying, be mindful of what you're doing, because there's always someone watching you. I talked about last Sunday that God was pouring out his spirit among all flesh all over the world. But please keep in mind, this not only means that God is pouring out his anointing, it doesn't just mean God's pouring out his power. It doesn't just mean God's pouring out his presence. But this means where the Bible says God is pouring out his spirit among all flesh, God is pouring out knowledge and understanding like never before. God is pouring out spiritual wisdom like never before. Get your hands out, both hands up. He's pouring out knowledge to where you can start. Come on, help me. Do it for yourself. You ought to see this happening in your life. You ought to see pieces coming together that didn't make sense four months ago. But for whatever reason, things are starting to make sense. I saw somebody standing up. God bless you, sister. He is pouring out his spirit. And if you're not seeing God move in your life, I'm very serious, man. Thank you. If you're not seeing God do anything in your life, somebody say it. Take a what? Self-examination to make sure you're in the right place with God because God is developing and growing his church like never before. Put your hand on yourself. Remind your spirit. Because some of you forget this. I am the church. This building is a place where we gather, but say, I am the church. Two years ago, in 2020, God changed the world. I told you the Lord corrected me and told me to stop saying, and I've been telling every pastor I talk with, stop saying COVID changed the world. God changed the world. And God is continuing to trim and to prune things that he's not pleased with. Say amen. The only reason why he's trimming and pruning because he's trying to get the church to be where he wants it to be. We are connected like never before. And, and I don't know about you. How many of you are saved, first of all? Let me start there. Because let me take my glass off. I want you to know this. Please look at Pastor. I'm finding this out, bless you. There are some people, eek. You with me now, brother? 
There are some people who've been in church 90 years and they are not saved. I don't want any music. That's what's wrong with our churches. We got the feeling. A feeling does not make you. What makes you saved is your belief, first of all, in God. Second of all, in accepting his son as your savior. That's what makes you saved. Not the fact that you can get down and shout. That does not make you saved. No, come on, clap your hands. If you're not sure that you're saved, this is to everyone. Simply, all you have to do is say, Lord, I repent of my sins and I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior. I don't want my worldly connections to be better than my kingdom connections. I want Jesus. Somebody say amen. And since we're connected to the kingdom like never before, God can show you, because he's been showing me recently, it's not hard to see since COVID who's gotten better. It's not hard to see who's walking by faith and who's remained the same. If you're the same as you were two years ago, that's not where God wants you to be. You ought to be stronger. You ought to be wiser. You ought to have a stronger connection with the kingdom. In two years, I don't want this connection to be my strongest. I want my connection with God to be the strongest connection I have on the planet. Because when you get it right with God, he gets it right with man. Somebody say amen. amen. Say, I am connected. I am. Say it so the Lord can hear you. Say, I am connected. I am. Say it and make the devil mad. I am connected. When God opens your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears, you begin to realize that Jesus is the true vine. And we are the branches. And God is my caretaker. Put your hand on yourself. Say, God is my caretaker. I appreciate everything they're doing, man, in Washington. I appreciate the government, how it's set up. But God is. Say it for yourself. God is. See, because some people can't say it because God was. But I can say he is my caretaker. Excuse me for a minute. A caretaker watches over you. When you don't know there's danger all around you. A caretaker, listen to pastor, instead of telling you to go right, tell you to go left. A caretaker is the one when you're sleeping, he's working on your heart, he's working on your kidneys, he's working on your liver, he's working on your lungs. A caretaker. Look at somebody say, God is my caretaker. If you are alive today, you're not here by chance. You are not here by chance. God is your caretaker. 
And please write this down. This is what God is calling for, for every born-again believer. God is calling you to a higher standard of living. And you have to make up your mind if you want to accept this call to a higher standard of living. I said this last Sunday, and I want to repeat it again today. A higher standard of living is when you come in the church, you don't have time to be checking Elon Musk's Twitter. Oh, you're quiet, but that's okay. When you come in church, you shouldn't be checking your Instagram. You can't, can't you give God an hour and a half? Can't you give the one that keeps this pumping? Can't you give the one that woke you up? Can't you give him an hour and a half of your time without sitting there on your phone? Hit the music now, Jeff. Can't you give him a few minutes? But pastor, you don't know, that's a very important call. If it's meant to be, God will work it out for you. A higher standard of living, that's what God is calling. And when that takes place, that higher standard of living, you have to let go of your old nature. When you are connected, you have a different perspective. When you're actually connected to the kingdom, supernatural things take place all the time. I had someone contact me that I have not spoken to in over 10 years. And the Lord was saying to me, I said, Lord, why? Come on, listen to me carefully. Why are you allowing this? No, why did you allow this person and this person and that person contact me from 10 years ago? The Lord said, I allowed it because I want to see how strong you are. I'm trying to help some of y'all. I allowed it to happen because I want to see if you're going to stay here or if you want to go back. I'm not going back on the roller coaster. I want to keep my connection with my heavenly father. And the Lord said, tell my people, if your connection with me is right, don't allow the enemy to try to reconnect you Don't allow him to reconnect you with people that got you in trouble. Don't allow him to reconnect you with people that don't believe in God. Keep your connection with God strong. See, the devil's good at always bringing up your past. God doesn't bring up your past. That's the devil that tells you where you messed up, what you did wrong. And why would you want people like that back in your life? Somebody say, I want to grow. No, come on, say, I want to grow. And that's my family member. I don't care who it is. If you make up your mind, you're not going to live according to God's word. I am not going to be in your orbit. And that takes a lot of faith. I am connected. Connected means joined together. Come on, get them out. You know what we get ready to do? Heaven, earth, heaven, earth. Come on, let the babies do it. Let them do it. Heaven, earth, we are, say it out loud. Show the person on your row. Make the devil mad. Say, I am.
Each day our relationship with God should be getting closer and closer, closer and closer, not further and further. Amen. And that's what happened in the lives of a lot of believers. They don't have a strong connection, but it's not too late. Here in our text, Jesus, along with his 11 disciples, were experiencing a night like never before. It was hours before he would be arrested at midnight and put on trial. Not for anything he had done wrong. Not for his sins, but for our sins. And I'm sure throughout reading this lesson, I hope many of you have been reading the 14th and 15th chapter, I'm sure the disciples did not understand everything Jesus was teaching. But they didn't have to. Because that is the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to bring back to our remembrance what we have learned. Say amen. amen. What a blessing it is today to know that we're not by ourselves. Where does the Holy Spirit live? Jesus. Say, he lives in me. Jesus. Come on, say, he lives Jesus. in me. Jesus. And somebody say, well, Pastor White, I know that. If you know it, use it. Yes. Use him. Ask him when you get up in the morning, Holy Spirit, set a watch over my mouth. Set a watch over my actions. Let me be pleasing and acceptable unto my heavenly Father. Chapter 15, the Gospel of St. John. Pastors reading from the Amplified Bible. Look at verse 8. Jesus is speaking, and he says to his disciples, when you bear, when you produce much fruit, my Father is honored. My Father is glorified. Look at your Bible. And you show and you prove yourselves to be, underline this, to be true followers of mine. There are a lot of people who say they're followers of Christ, but they are not true followers of Christ. Jesus just said earlier, those that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in what? So we have to be a true follower of Christ. Jesus told his disciples previously that as followers, as believers, we are to bear much fruit. But what changed in the last few verses? He says we are to produce. It's not enough just to be living. God wants us to produce. There ought to be some evidence that we're followers of Jesus Christ. Say amen. How many fruit inspectors are in the house? No, raise them high. How many of you remember about fruit inspector? A fruit inspector. When was the last time you stopped? The last time, this is our young people, all ages. When's the last time you actually sat down being intentional to check to make sure that you're producing the way God wants you to? I don't have time, I told you, looking at someone else's life. I have to take a self-examination because God is looking at my heart. God is looking at my intention. Say Amen. Judas was a disciple of Jesus Christ. For three and a half years, Judas ate with him, hung out with him, 
laugh with him. Judas was a disciple of Jesus Christ, but we find out Jesus had to dismiss him because he was not a true. But pastor, I've been in church 80 years. Ask yourself, are you a true disciple of Jesus Christ? Judas was selfish and he was self-centered. You don't want your relationship to be all about you. You want your relationship to be about God. No matter what relationship you have with anyone else, I said this a few weeks ago, you can't really have the right relationship with anyone until you have the right relationship with God. Pastor, why can't I you know, get the husband I want? First, have a relationship. Pastor, why can't I find a nice girl that wants to come to church? First, get your relationship and when you get it right with God, is this making sense to you? Then he'll get it right. When you, I'm going to say this, when you get it right with God, you don't have to go looking for anybody. When you get it right with God, God will allow people to come into your life who will help you grow, who will help with your dreams, who will help encourage you. Somebody say amen. Someone was telling me a while back, said, Pastor, I tell my friends everything. No, you don't. I got a best friend and I tell them everything. No, you don't. Because if you told them everything, you wouldn't have no friends. If you tell anybody everything you're thinking, you would not have one friend. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No not one, no, not one. The only real friend you have that you can tell anything to, the only friend you have where you can really tell them how you really think is Jesus. The Bible says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Tell your neighbor, say, you can talk to Jesus. No, wait a minute. Let me rephrase that. If you can say this, say, I know you can talk to Jesus. He's a real friend. Jesus, throughout his ministry, made it clear to everyone who would listen to him that God wants to have a relationship with you. We have not been taught properly. We've been taught that God is so far away. He's not tangible. He's not reachable. But that's not true. God is right here now. You know what's amazing? God is in the pew with you right now. God is on your sofa with you right now. God is in your automobile with you right now. God is real. And when you know God is real, that ought to change the way you view things. Somebody say amen. Jesus made it clear that we need to recognize how real God is. And the devil and his demons are always talking, saying you've messed up too much. God's not going to reveal himself to you. You've messed up too much. But tell the devil, you're a liar. You're a liar, devil. I have not messed up too much. I have not gone so far that I can't repent and come back to my heavenly father. Say amen, church. And the beautiful thing I love about God is he's not going to forgive you. 
where my faith walk is at. I said, he's not going to forgive you. He already has. So if God has already forgiven you, why are you going to allow the devil? Why are you going to allow his demons? Why are you going to allow people to beat you up over your past? God has already forgiven. I've been forgiven. I've been redeemed. I've been set free. I don't walk in condemnation because whom the Son has set free is what? Free indeed. Come on, somebody say, I know I'm free. No, come on, say, I know I'm free. See, you know you're free when you don't have to look at somebody for approval. You know you're free when you don't have to wait on somebody to pat you on the back. You know you're free when you do what you do because you love God. Somebody say amen in the house. I want my connection to be tight with God and it's time for the church to realize don't just live your life existing. God wants you to live and enjoy life. There ought to be spiritual growth. Don't just come to church just to be doing something. There ought to be spiritual growth. Don't you know when you come to church, when you read your Bible, when you listen to the word during the week, the Holy Spirit is putting that on your hard drive? How many of you know what a hard drive is? <laughs> Amen. Don't be in church all your life and there's no spiritual growth. Falling for the same tricks of the devil over and over and over. What's the tricks of the devil, pastor? Nobody loves me. Nobody understands me. I'm so depressed. Only my friends understand. You better stop that. God knows you. God understands. God cares. How many? How many times, I can't even count in my own life, how many times God picked me up? I mean, he didn't do it one or two times. He didn't do it a hundred. I don't know how many times God has picked me up and God has strengthened me and reassured me that he loves me. God doesn't want you to stay in depression. God doesn't want you to stay in worry. He loves you and he wants your connection to be strong. Get your hands up. Say, I want my connection. Come on, do up and down. This is your connection. Some don't do like this. Get this straight first. Come on, Jefferson. Get this right first. I want it to be strong. Hallelujah. When your connection with God is strong, you walk by faith and not by sight. You will never be satisfied trying to fill yourself up with worldly things. It just won't work. You try to fill yourself up with this and with that, and you wonder, why am I still empty? Why is there still a hole? Simple. God, our creator, there's a spot in all of us, within our souls, that only he can satisfy. Have <laughs> y'all seen the commercial? It was years ago. It was about a Snickers bar. In the Snickers bar, there'd be animals and all kind of people, and once they ate the Snicker bar, then they would come to themselves. Snicker satisfies you. <laughs> Church folk, we have something better than a candy bar. God wants to satisfy you. God wants you to be full of love. 
God wants you to be full of peace. And we'll find out in a few weeks, he wants you to be full of joy. And whatever God gives you, I told you, it's not temporary. Whatever God gives you is eternal. Somebody say amen. Spiritual growth must first develop on the inside of you. Listen, when you see people acting out certain things, that's a reflection on what's on the inside of them. The only way to have peace is to surrender your life to God. You can't party your way to peace. You can't take drugs enough to fill up and give you peace. The only way to have true peace, and I do not apologize, is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. And all the church folks said, please write this down. How I act reflects the things that are going on on the inside. When a plant is growing, when a plant is growing, a plant doesn't grow from the outside. A plant develops nutrients on the inside first. Say amen. amen. Look at verse 8. Jesus said here in verse 8, when we bear, look at it, when we produce much fruit. He didn't say, look at it carefully, if we bear. Jesus said, when we bear. As a true follower of Christ, we should be bearing much fruit. You can't say, I'm too young, I don't understand, because that's not true. I've had parents the past Five and six weeks, I've had parents write me letters. I've had parents call me on the phone. I've had parents text me. And, and many of you are sitting right here now, said, Pastor White, we have to tell you, our children are understanding the Bible like never before. That's because the Word of God is not only for adults. The Word of God is even for the small kids. They're understanding that they need to be connected to God. I have my senior members, 60, 70, 80 years old, telling me each week, Pastor, I'm understanding the Bible. That's because we are connected. Say amen. It is because we're growing and developing as God wants us to do. Please don't wait until you get old to realize this. God is not pruning people and things out of your life trying to hurt you. He's really trying to help you because many people in the body of Christ are flying too low. I told you when you fly too low, you hit all kind of obstacles. When you fly too low, you hear all kind of noise. But God created the body of Christ to soar like eagles. Eagles, if they want to, they can fly through a storm. But if you're really tough, an eagle can fly above the storm. Somebody say, I want to soar. 
the experiences God allows us to have every day, the encounters he allows us to have every day, whether or not they're good or bad, the encounters we have with people, it's all for our spiritual growth. And there has to be accountability in the church. Jesus said that he is the true vine and we are the branches. Therefore, we are held accountable to the vine whether we're growing or whether we're not growing. Say amen. God is not going to just let it blame everybody else. Well, Lord, I would come to church. Lord, I would read my Bible. Lord, I would pray more. Lord, I would serve more. Lord, I would do more. But it's time out for the blame game. It's time for the church to be held accountable and to stand up where God wants us to be. There are nutrients. There are blessings. There are miracles flowing right now from the vine. And God is trying to get his blessings to us, but the devil's trying to block it because some people are flying too low. I have a question for you. You have to ask yourself, how connected am I? Am I a full-time Christian or a part-time Christian? Am I holding on to anything that's not pleasing to God? Am I seeing God rearrange things in my life? Or am I seeing God rearrange things in the lives of others? If you always see God changing and working things out for other people and you never see it in your own life, take a self. Say amen. Look at what Jesus said in verse 8. Look at it closely. He says, my father is honored. My father is glorified. And I love, look at how Jesus worded this. He says, and you show yourself and you prove yourself. You prove yourself to be true followers of mine, to be true disciples of mine. And I don't know about you, church, but I wake up every day. I want to honor God. I want to honor God and be a better person than I was even last week. Amen. Say amen. That's called spiritual growth. And if you miss the mark, simply repent. People are saying all the time, Pastor, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, but I'm afraid. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. A sound mind means self-control. When you have an opportunity to return evil for evil and you choose not to do it, that's showing self-control. Say amen. And I'm not telling anybody, say, but pastor, you don't know, I'm just afraid to tell people I'm a Christian. Why? People don't have the issue telling you what they're doing. Say amen. All you have to do is look on Facebook. I wish I had a penny I could drop on the carpet. And you can see what everybody's doing. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor's telling the truth. Look at him. Say, yeah, he's telling the truth. 
If you don't want it told, why are you telling it? Pastor, I go to church, I go to work, I'm going to put my Bible on my desk and I'm going to wear my t-shirt, I'm going to play my Christian music. God is not looking for us doing all this outside stuff. Change has to take place. That's showing fruit. That's showing growth when you can be kind and loving to those who are hurting. Jesus said in verse 8, please look at it carefully. Look at what God is saying. When you bear much fruit, you're bringing honor to our heavenly Father. Jesus says we're showing and proving ourselves to be true followers of Christ. I don't want to be a follower of Christ just in name only. Because one day i got to stand before God and give an account why I have stepped in. Why I didn't do more than when I knew better. Say amen, someone. Maturing Christians, we have to make sure that what we say is actually lining up with what we do. I am a believer. Say, I'm a believer. Declared in God's house, I am a believer. I am a faith walker. Don't let it be said that you tried to hide it. The Bible says we don't have to hide the fact that we're believers in Jesus Christ. Jesus said in verse 8, he told his disciples, God is honored. And every believer should want to honor God. Says God is glorified. We shouldn't be walking around ashamed to say that we're Christians. We shouldn't be walking around being scared to say we are believers. Oh, Pastor, I'm, I'm not scared. When you don't pray in public, you scared. When you hurry up and pray, when you go out to eat before they come back to your table, you scared. And my thing is this, if I, I haven't been out, if I'm going out to eat, I'm going to take my time and pray. You just got to wait on me because I know God is good. I don't know what the, what's in the food. I don't know what's on the cook's mind. I don't know who don't like me. Write that down. I want to bring honor and glory to God. Write it down. Write it down. I want to bring honor and glory to God. If you're truly connected to the kingdom, the Holy Spirit will give you new ways and new avenues every day to witness. I told you a few weeks ago, don't use the excuse. Well, I tried to witness, Pastor, but I failed. Try again. I told you, don't just witness with your words, witness with your actions. And all of us should want to show characteristics of our Heavenly Father by what we do. Say amen. In 1978, Brandon, what year were you born? <laughs> Brother Duran, what year were you born? Oh, 93. Kim, Sean, what year were you born? 85, wow. Jayla, what year were you born? 2017, I'm feeling really old. In 1978, so that was a long time ago. In 1978, listen to this. The Department of Defense, you ought to appreciate this, of the United States of America invented what we call GPS. Not grade point average. 
I said GPS, not GPA, but you were close. Lacey listening. I'm closing with this. Listen to Pastor carefully. In 1978, the United States of America invented what we call GPS. GPS stands for Global Positioning System. It's satellites that we have all over the world that can tell you your location. And every person in here, how many of you have a cell phone? Unless you have a cell phone from 1978, you have GPS, thank you, on your cell phone. Most of you, if you have a newer car, my car is a 1995, so it doesn't have GPS. How many of you have GPS in your car or you know somebody? Come on, wave, I'm going somewhere. GPS, GPS is used to get you from one location to the other location. How many of you ever use GPS? Come on, wave. Come on, I'm going so I'm closing. I'm almost done. Ever use GPS? I'm kind of old school. When I use, if I use GPS, I still print it out. <laughs> GPS, if you're not careful, if it's not updated, you might think you're going to Kansas City, Kansas and you end up in Leavenworth. <laughs> GPS is not always accurate, but most of the time, listen to me, when you use GPS, if you miss the turn, it will reroute you. And if you miss another turn, it will reroute you again. What do you think God's been trying to do? Every time God is trying to get us straight and you go off track, he's trying to reroute you. He's trying to get you back to where he wants you to be. And no matter how far off you get, God still loves you so much that he's trying to bring you back to where he wants you to be. Don't let the devil keep you way over here. God's GPS is never wrong, never goes astray. God is trying to bring you back. So what do you think it is when you have that feeling, say, I just got to get to church? That's God speaking to you. What do you think it is, minister, when you say, Pastor, I can't wait to hear the word? That's God's GPS. What do you think it is when the devil tells you to quit, to give up, and God just keeps rerouting you? Why don't you give God praise? Because God has not given up on you. I don't care how you've given up on him. He has not. Somebody say amen. God wants to get you back on track. If you feel like you're not connected to the vine, please look at me. If you feel like you're not connected to the vine, God wants to get you back on track. Just repent. In the supernatural world, God will have blessings just come that you didn't even expect. When you trust God and surrender to him, he will bring you to where he wants you to be. When you keep hearing God saying, come on back to me, 
He's trying to reroute you. When you see God deleting things out of your life, saying, don't go that route. But that's the shortcut. That's the shortcut. It may look good, but that's not God's way. Somebody say amen. Everyone stand to your feet. When we trust God, lift your hands and allow him to have his way in our lives. The enemy cannot reroute us. The enemy cannot pull us away. Look at all the faith walkers in here to where God wants us to be. I'm encouraging everyone, continue to read your Bible each week. Continue to pray to God each week. Continue to bear fruit and prove and show that you are a true disciple of Jesus Christ. We have the power right now. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're rerouting our lives to a higher standard of living. The Bible says we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. It's time. Somebody say it's time. And listen to pastor. Make it personal. Don't say it for anybody else. It's time for me to walk in my authority. The Bible is going to open up and it is my prayer, I see some of you really lifting your hands, that God will continue to pour out his spirit with knowledge, understanding, wisdom, grace, mercy, that he'll continue to pour it out in every area of your life. It's time to walk in your authority. What are you waiting for? God has called you. Not your friends, not your family. God has called you to trust him this day like never before. Please keep your hands raised. 2,000 years ago, a new day was on the horizon that would change human history forever. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, came to planet Earth, lived a perfect life. The Bible says he lived, he died, he was crucified for us, but he rose from the dead. And the Bible says that all power on that third day was given to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. New growth is taking place right now in Jesus' name. Look at pastor, keep your hands up. Because everything, say everything I've been through, do it for yourself. Everything, even COVID, everything I've been through, it's all been necessary. Give God praise if you really trust him. If you really, really trust him, give him some praise in his house. Somebody say, I am connected. I am connected through Jesus Christ. To everyone watching this broadcast, we love you. I encourage you to read your Bible. Study this 15th chapter of St. John. Buckle up, man. It's going to go even deeper, and we're going to find out 
what God has to say about what real love is. I want you to know this. Real love is not just physical. Real love is not a sexual act. Real love runs from heaven to earth. And we'll find out next Sunday what Jesus had to say about real love. Get your hands out. Everyone watching this broadcast, we love you. May God's peace be upon you. Until next week, help me say it, church. Peace.